are Locked On Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast. You're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You're listening to who? The always charismatic host of this podcast, Miller Thomas. I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer. So please go check out my website, millerthomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at CreatorThomas24 for my personal account or look up Lockdown Dimebacks on both Twitter and Instagram for the podcast handle. Now for today's show, jam-packed as always, you're going to be discussing the D-Back series sweep of the Pittsburgh Pirates. And then we got our special guest, Janton Shorter, the second. He's back on the pod. We're going to be looking at an article by CBS Sports where they predicted some of the biggest names where they're going at the MLB trade deadline. So JT and I are going to discuss these potential trades, grade them, and just give our reaction to how we feel about these deals. But first, before we get there, I want to talk to you guys about the Locked On MLB Prospects Podcast because it's MLB draft season and the Locked On MLB Prospects Podcast is covering every future star of the MLB. Host Arm Layton brings you player interviews and farm system breakdowns every day. Subscribe to Locked On MLB Prospects on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Now, let's jump right into the conversation and let's discuss last night's Diamondbacks win because the D-backs were able to pull off a series sweep of the Pittsburgh Pirates to the Tanker Bowl. As some people are calling it, the D-backs were able to do the impossible. They were able to do something I didn't think they had in them to do again this season. We know how bad this Dimeback season has been. It's been arguably the worst in franchise history. In the months of May and June, they totaled eight wins combined. Let me repeat that. In May and June combined, they had eight total wins. They had 14 in April. Eight in just May and June combined. But in July so far, they are eight and eight. They are starting this second half strong. We've gotten good pitching. Madison Bumgarner, second turn through the rotation for him. Second start of the second half. Solid once again. Five innings, one earned run. Only one strikeout. Gave up seven hits. There was some loud outs i was actually at yesterday's diamondbacks game i was enjoying myself i'm taking days off work i'm on vacation right now i'm trying to live life a little bit before the hockey season starts up and football season we're going to get into a big grind at least in my life i'm going to be getting into a big grind but bum garner back in his bag he looks solid he gave up some loud outs as i was saying but still Without the error in last night's game, he would have had a pretty clean start. Still only gave up one earned run. Baumgartner was solid. He was effective enough to get the job done. He went five innings last night. He went mostly cutter on the dudes last night through 30 cutters. 38% of his pitches were cutters. He only threw 79 pitches in five innings. So he probably could have went into the sixth inning. But 
if you were watching him, I, I thought the Pirates, even though they produced him out, they were getting good contact and would on Bumgarner. So I don't mind him going just five innings yesterday. And his velo was a little bit down yesterday as well. He's usually averaging 86 on his cutter, 86.2. was only at 84.9. Fastball was sitting at 90.9. This season, only 89.4 miles per hour yesterday. So all of his pitches below was down. His spin rate was down compared to his average as well. About 260 RPMs on about three of his pitches. So Bumgarner wasn't as effective as he usually is in terms of velo and spin rate, but was still able to get the job done in production. And then from the offensive side of the plate, the D-backs came alive, baby. We saw some clutch hitting. We saw a lot of hits. I saw a lot of hits in person. I was able to sit right behind home plate, and my goodness, it was magnificent. I've never sat behind home plate before. I was technically in left field in the bleachers to start the game, but guys, there was like 7,000 people, maybe less at that game. I just moved my old Heine behind home plate. And guess what? No one said anything to me. So I'm definitely going to be doing that in the future because sitting behind home plate, I felt like I was there in the action. That's by far the best seat I've ever sat in. Uh, it actually felt like I could tell what the pitcher was doing and how locked in he was and what, what was coming next. I felt like I was the batter in the box. So I love sitting that close. Uh, but great game offensively, 12 hits, as I said, 10 strikeouts, not too well. But the D-backs had some clutch hitting. There were only three for 14 in run with runners in scoring position. But that seventh inning, man, that's where the D-backs like to kick up. The second game of the series is when the D-backs had that eight-run inning in the seventh. The seventh yesterday, you had that Paven Smith bomb where he absolutely cranked it. He got a meatball in the middle plate. Uh, in the heart of the zone, in the middle of the play, and he absolutely crushed it. 432 feet for Paven Smith. Talk about a launch angle. Talk about an exit velocity. And then right after Paven Smith, Dalton Varsho followed it up with a 375-foot bomb himself. Glad to see those two came through. Rojas continued his hot uh, hitting as well. He went two for four yesterday. Uh, Nick Ahmed was incredible. Three for four. He had a double down the line. Really impressed. There were some other dudes that got a hit as well. Uh, from the bullpen side, we got a Tyler Clippard signing. First time we've seen Tyler Clippard all year. I was glad to be in attendance so I could watch the man up close and personal. Tyler Clippard looked pretty good in terms of his fastball velo and things like that, he wasn't throwing that hard. His fastball velocity only sat at 88 and a half miles per hour. So he's not a, or excuse me, it's at 89 miles per hour. So it's not like Tyler Clippert is throwing hard right now, but maybe he can get that fastball velo and velocity up as he builds up arm strength. I mean, again, he hasn't really pitched much this season. Bullpen came in and did their job. Only man Tipoli gave up an earned run. He struggled, came in, gave up three hits, then the earned run, uh, able to get out of it with the next reliever after him. Joaquin Soria uh, was able to shut it down in the ninth inning for a save. The Pirates were good yesterday. Their pitching was all right, but I thought their offense was pretty solid, pretty timely. They were producing a lot of loud outs, a lot of contact. I mean, they, the Pirates themselves had 11 hits compared to the D-backs, 12 D-backs, now winners of four straight, coming off the series sweep. This is the longest, tied for the longest 
win streak of the season for the D-backs. The last time they've won this many games was between April 18th and the 22nd. They started with a win against the Nationals, and then they swept the Reds right after. If you guys remember, that was during the, uh, oh, I thought maybe it was during the Bumgarner no-hitter, but that was not against the Cincinnati Reds. So, D-backs, once again, feeling themselves. They're going streaking, rotation looking good. Pitching to start the second half has been great. Offense has been solid as well. Picking up base hits, showing some power, especially a lot of raw power from the D-backs right now. The dudes are slugging. The biggest thing from yesterday that was a little concerning, Josh Rojas left after attempted steal where he got thrown out with a dislocated finger. So we'll see how much that affects him. We'll see if he has to be put on the 10-day. Not too sure what's going to happen with Josh Rojas, but great game overall by the Arizona Diamondbacks. The D-backs are now 30-60 and 60 on the season. They have an off day today. They can recuperate, uh, enjoy the series sweep a little bit. I mean, the Pirates are 36-60, and 60, so it's not like they are much better. But, hey, the D-backs haven't been able to beat bad teams all season. I mean, they've been able to beat the Rockies you know, when they're at home, when the D-backs are at home, that's pretty much the only opponent. So great series win, great motivator. Uh, like what this team is doing right now. And maybe in the second half, they can go on a little run to avoid the worst record in franchise history. Now we'll bring Janton Shorter the second on the pod to discuss some trades propo- proposed proposed by CBS Sports. But first, I want to talk to you guys about Fully Loaded Chew because this, because today's episode is brought to you in part by Fully Loaded Chew. Fully Loaded Chew is tobacco-free, long cut, and pouches that give you the same pack, dip, spit, and buzz you're used to without tobacco. Available in nine flavors, Fully Loaded Chew is made with all food-grade ingredients and tobacco-free nicotine, the purest form of nicotine available. It's the only moist nicotine pouch on the market. All other nicotine pouches are dry, white pouches, nothing dips, spits, and packs like Fully Loaded Chew. Fully Loaded Chew is offering Locked On Diamondbacks listeners a special offer. Right now, you can try a can for just $1. That's right, just $1. Go to www.fullyloadedchew.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON, just $1, and free shipping if you use the code LOCKEDON at checkout. Next time you go for a dip, make it Fully Loaded Chew, fullyloadedchew.com. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts your car will need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know. We sent you. Amazing selection. Lively low prices. All the parts a car will ever need. rockauto.com. All right, all right, all right. Let's get into the 
second half of the pod, Rujanton Shorter the second. All right, for back two of the pod, this time we got Janton Shorter the second back on the pod once again. This is like the man's third time on the pod this month, JT. But now we're doing it live. It's been a long time. You're here in town in AZ. How does it feel to do a podcast live for, I don't know when was the last time we did this, maybe a year and a half ago? Thanks, Miller, for having me on. I think it was about a year ago um, that I was back, but happy to be back on the pod. Excited to talk trade news. Yeah, JT and I are going to be looking at an article by CBS Sports where they give us basically 10 possible trades, looking at the 10 biggest names on the market and predicting teams that they could uh, go to. We're not looking at their returns. We're basically giving our reaction, maybe a grade, on the overall player to that team, how we think it affects the, the power balance in baseball. But before we start, JT, one of the guys we were going to discuss on this list, Nelson Cruz. We got some breaking news here live on the pod. Nelson Cruz being traded to the Tampa Bay Rays. We know the Rays are in the thick of things in the AL least. They have the one of the best records in the American League. They're currently sitting at 57 and 39, one game back of the Sox. Nelson Cruz, he's the man that just seems to never age. 40 years old, an all-star in 2021, 19 home runs, 294 average, 907 OPS. I mean, this guy got caught with what steroids seven years ago, and it it seems to have taken his career off. So how do you feel about Nelson Cruz to the Tampa Bay Rays? How does this affect the power balance in the American League? I think it was a great move by the Rays. Um, they're trying to push for that Red Sox first position right now. Um, and by picking up Nelson Cruz's great bat, right now he has about 50 RBIs. Um, we're mid- a little past midway through the season. Um, so hopefully he doesn't get popped again. It's kind of an unreal season for him. Um, but we'll see what happens. I think the Rays can make a push for the first place again in the NL East and We'll see what they do come playoff time. Yeah, this was a move that I didn't think the Rays would have made. I, I just, the Rays definitely are uh, buyers at the trade deadline, but I didn't think Nelson Cruz would be the kind of guy that they would go after. But I kind of like the move for them. They're a team that's middle of the pack in home runs. They're 15th in all of baseball in home runs. And I don't think they're too high in batting average as well. I believe they're bottom third in average. They are only sitting at 25th in batting average as well. So Nelson Cruz is definitely going to help them out in that area. He's been a slugger. He's going to be that middle of the order guy. You got Randy Arazarena, the rookie last year, absolutely killed in the playoffs. He's having a solid season, but not like a phenomenal year. Only has a 764 OPS. The OPS of a lot of these race players aren't that high. They only have one dude in their starting lineup where OPS above 800. That's 817 for Mike Zunino, who... Is batting 196 on the season. So to add a guy like Nelson Cruz with an OPS over 900, he's easily the best slugger in your lineup. If a Randy Arazarena gets hurt, uh, maybe someone else, uh, Emmanuel Margot, if he comes back healthy, he's on the IL right now. If he can take off, he's been solid this year. I, I Maybe this team could make a deep playoff run, but do you think this is still a World Series contender? I mean, I, I kind of don't believe in them as much after that glass now injury. Yeah, I don't think they're going to be – High candidates to make the World Series this year, um, just because their pitching has kind of fallen off for sure. Uh, losing Snell last year hurt them significantly, and even Glass now going out with this season-ending injury. Um, definitely tough for them. I think Cruz's bat will help them out a lot, um, just as far as getting two boppers in the lineup with Zanino and with Cruz. 
But we'll see. The pitching has to come through and kind of help this team steer them in the right direction. Yeah, and I'm not like a big Zunino guy. He's been great this year in the home run department, but it's kind of like a Yasmani Grandal. And see the home run, strike it out, or maybe a walk. You know, he's one of those three true outcome guys. I mean, what is Zunino's OBP? It's not even good. It's a 296 OBP, but his slugging is so insane at 521. He's got an OPS of 817 because the slugging is insane above 500. So, uh, Nelson Cruz should help add some more balance and stability to that lineup. So I like the move for the Tampa Bay Rays. But now let's start with the CBS list, JT. Let's first talk. Uh, we're going to start at the bottom. I don't even think this list is in a particular ranking. I think they're just giving you 10 trades. But we're going to start with number 10 according to you know their numeral system that they have. And that is Trevor Story to the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, I didn't think... What you know, thinking of possible trade destinations in my head for Trevor Story, I don't think the Reds were on my list. One, because the Reds are you know, they're in the mix, but they're only three games above 500. Uh, they're not a team that I would consider sexy, I guess, quote unquote. I know we love to throw the word or sexy around in sports, which is you know, a little weird, but uh, let's move on from that. So, Cincinnati Reds, I mean, if you add a guy like uh, Trevor Story, I mean, that would be huge. Jesse Winker, Nick Castellanos, Trevor Story. I mean, you got three, three elite <laughs> sluggers in that lineup. Your pitching still needs to be improved. I think that's probably the only reason why I'm a little hesitant on Trevor Story trade, not because I don't think he'd be great in that lineup, because I, I just think they need pitching more than they just need an elite slugger in that middle of that lineup. Yeah, I definitely think he'll get overshadowed by those two boppers they have um, already in their lineup. He'll be a great addition, um, kind of taking over that shortstop position. But I don't think his numbers are going to kind of boost them into a, a whole nother level of offense, um, unfortunately. Like you did say, though, they definitely need pitching to come through for them. Maybe pick up a pitcher or maybe a, a two-for-one trade and get Trevor Story and a pitcher, uh, possibly, to kind of help boost that starting rotation. But I guess we'll see what the Reds plan on doing come trade deadline. JT and I will continue giving our thoughts on these fake trades, but if I want to bet on these trades of which players are going to be moved at the deadline, I think I'm going to head to Bet Online because Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code locked on. Let's wrap up the pod. Yeah, because I don't feel like the Reds' offense can get much better. I mean, the Cincinnati Reds are ninth in baseball, so it can definitely improve. But just 
looking at the lineup in terms of names, we already said Winker and Castellanos. They're both probably going to finish top three in MVP voting. Look at Tyler Nankwin. He's having a pretty solid season as well. Uh, Eugenio Suarez got 18 bombs. That's been pretty underrated this year. Joey Votto's being, you know, solid veteran sales of OPS above 800. I mean, the Rays, as we mentioned, their best OPS guy was 817. Votto's like the fifth best player on the Reds. He's got an 821 OPS. You got Jonathan India, rookie, I believe, OBP above 400. So they got... Their, their, their offensive versatility is deep. Having a, adding a Trevor Story to upgrade that shortstop position over Kyle Farmer would be absolutely insane. But I want to see Trevor Story go to a team that kind of needs a shortstop. Uh, uh, I mean, he would be great on the Cincinnati Reds, but they're not really a World Series contender this year. I would want Trevor Story to go to a team that he can be a World Series, uh, you know, where he could potentially win a World Series ring this year, but whoever trades for him is going to have to sign him to a long-term deal. So the Reds would be thinking about the future, and maybe he could be the next great shortstop in the line of Cincinnati Reds because, what, didn't Barry Larkin play for yeah. the Cincinnati Reds, and he was a Hall of Fame shortstop? So maybe Trevor Story could be next. Whoop, maybe Trevor Story could be next in that mix. I was messing with my computer notes a little bit. And I bit. think just to piggyback off you, it's kind of like um, Nolan Arenado getting out of Colorado and going up his career in St. Louis. I think it could be another turn for Trevor Story's career, um, being that he has been with Colorado his whole career. So maybe getting out of Colorado will help boost his name, not only from a, no, a no, notoriety standpoint, but also his stats and maybe get his career where he wants it to be, possibly maybe a Hall of Famer down the line. Yeah, I think he definitely has the potential. I mean, don't let the stats fool you this year. Trevor Story's not having a great year. Batting 243, 739 OPS, only 11 home runs. It's one of the worst seasons of his career, only 17 stolen bases. But if you put him in that Reds lineup, now he's surrounded by sluggers. I mean, right now, you know, you're pitching around Trevor Story in the Rockies lineup. You're not giving him your best pitches. If you walk Trevor Story, you don't care. Now, you can't do that with the Reds. They're going to have two MVP candidates. They still got another dude that's going to hit 30-plus home runs. They might have, you know, another guy that can hit 25. So, in that Reds lineup, Trevor Story is going to be, uh, you know, even more dangerous than what he already is. And that's scary to think about. So, uh, I think it would be a big boost to Trevor Story offensively. But for the Cincinnati Reds, it would improve their offense. But I think they need more pitching. Now, if they get a Trevor Story and can add another starting pitcher, then... We're talking about a whole new ball game with the Cincinnati Reds, but let's move on to the next player on the Cincinnati, uh, excuse me, on the CBS Sports radar, and that is Richard Rodriguez of the Pittsburgh Pirates to the Toronto Blue Jays. And Richard Rodriguez on the season, I mean, we just, I mean, at least I was, you was, and JT, but I was at that. Uh, D-backs Pirates game yesterday. We didn't get to see a Richard Rodriguez, but he needs to get off that Pirates team because they are boo-boo, JT. The Pirates are no good this year. And look, the D-backs aren't any good either. So I know a bad team when I see one. And right now, the Pirates are just not going to be in position to win games. So it's kind of pointless to have a, an elite level, all-star level closer on your team in your you know closing spot. Uh, might as well go and get something for him. This is a rebuilding Pirates franchise and they could use more young pieces more young prospects so a guy like uh Richard Rodriguez who's got 265 ERA on the year 13 saves when you look at the Blue Jays uh you know their back end of their bullpen is a spot where they could use a little bit more help right now they don't have a I I don't 
I don't think I would consider them to have a ton of elite level back end relievers right now. Looking at the the bullpen for the Blue Jays, they got Jordan Romano who's closing games, but it doesn't seem like he has a lot of experience. He only has seven saves on the season. He's got a two four one ERA, so he's been pretty good. But after Romano, you look at some of the dudes: uh, Trent Thornton, two uh, four seven eight ERA, Tim Miza. 4-1-5 ERA. They got a whole bunch of dudes with ERA in the four and the fives. They got one of the worst bullpens in baseball. So how do you feel about Richard Rodriguez being moved to the Blue Jays? I think that'd be a great upgrade. Um, I don't think they're going to make uh, be a push for winning the division by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but they could make a push for the wild card spot. And with them just blowing so many games towards the end, you have big hitters like my guy Vlad Guerrero Jr., Bo Bichette. Um, you can't let these guys down and have them play a whole great first eight, seven, eight innings and have the bullpen just kind of lose it for them, especially when they have guys pitching starting the game off with Robbie Ray, former D-back, Henjin um, mm. Ryu. So I think getting Richard Rodriguez in will definitely up their, um, the back end of their pitching and maybe we'll win them a couple more games this season um, as we kind of round it out. Yeah, because when you're looking at the saves leader in all of baseball, it's pretty weird. The Blue Jays are the team that sticks out like a sore thumb because they are in the mix for a wild card. They're four games above 500. But when looking at the save leaders in baseball, D-backs, of course, 30th, dead last with 12 saves. Then you got the Pirates at 14th, Orioles at 28th in baseball, only 15 saves. So the three worst teams in baseball are the three lowest teams in save opportunities and with actual saves in their bag. So that makes sense. But the Blue Jays have the fourth fewest saves in baseball, which doesn't make sense for a team four games above 500. So that's just not a spot that they have a lot of, you know, they don't get a lot of save opportunities or they're just not very good at closing games. So Richard Rodriguez can definitely help in that standpoint. Like you said, they got Robbie Ray starting games, and that's just one of the most infuriating things I can see because Robbie Ray, this dude was, I, in my estimation, one of the worst pitchers in baseball with the D-backs the last couple of seasons. Now it goes to the American League, he goes to the Blue Jays, and apparently they reverted back to his original delivery. Now the dude is balling again. He might finish top five in Cy Young voting or 3-1-2 ERA. I was looking at it the other day. I think he's like third or fourth in ERA in the American League. Like It's insane what Robbie Ray has done this year to reinvent himself. I'm just absolutely upset that as soon as we let him go, he wants to become a Cy Young level player once again. But sometimes, you know, you just need a change of scenery. Sometimes your confidence could get shot in one, uh, you know, when you're with one team too long. And look, let's face it, it's not like the D-backs are great at developing players. It's not like a lot of these young prospects that they bring up through the minor leagues develop nicely on the major league level. So it's no surprise that Robbie Ray got better when he left the organization. But that's it for this edition of the Locked on Diamondbacks podcast. And remember, betting on the Diamondbacks doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag and wherever you get your podcast. And as always, come back tomorrow for more Diamondbacks news coverage and insight. We're going to be wrapping up that trade proposal list with JT Shore the second, so you're not going to want to miss that. And as always, stay safe and stay healthy. Deuces!